had a very interesting uh, Facebook message today from a mutual friend. Oh. I'm going to put this on the podcast, too. This is where we're starting. (laughs) (laughs) This makes me nervous. Um, This mutual friend told me that he wanted to go to his first emo concert with me. Oh. Um, And this is a mutual friend of ours but he's no he has known me longer um and uh An so i was emo like oh, concert. i'm i'm well this uh, <laughs> this person doesn't know anything about the uh genre i don't think so um and I, so i immediately was like well i'm pulling danny in on this because that'll be a fun experience and uh and then i asked him well, like, what bands are you thinking? And he said, probably like Fallout Boy for nostalgia. And I said, no, no, no. I said, if you <laughs> want to go to a like emo punk show, we need to go to something at a like a St. Andrews or a Fillmore or something. We can't, we can't go to an arena for your first like punk emo show. Plus, that's too much money for something he's never tried. I mean, we would have fun, but well, I don't what if he doesn't money. enjoy it? <laughs> so, do you have any guesses? <clears throat> no, what? Who? Should I give you a clue? Yeah. This person um, went to college with me. Okay. Um, and I'm. He used, he used to be a friends. roommate of mine. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Keep more hints. Girls love him, and we we've never understood why. <laughs> Marcus. <laughs> yeah, I'm just kidding, but yeah. Yeah, Marcus. <laughs> it was like a very random. He was like, "Hey, Shram." I was like, "Hey, uh, what's up?" <laughs> like, you know what? Oh, and then you Mar- said, "Beat my Sherpa." Marcus has been posting a lot, of like, "Oh, this is a good emo song." Like lately, and I'm like, "Okay, what are you doing? This isn't your style of music." Yeah, I maybe the lockdown has like him feeling emotional and just needing that release. <laughs> could be, could be, could be. I there was one guy that I saw on Instagram. And on Facebook, he was like, man, Simple Plan is just the best pop punk band ever, isn't it? And I responded, no. No, it's, <laughs> no they're not. They're okay, they're, but they're not, the, they're not the best. Let's be real. They're, they're pretty good, heavy on the pop, less on the punk band. Yeah, no, I'm not saying they're, I'm just, I don't know. Although the uh, punk rock NBA did put them on his uh, Mount Rushmore. But it was also because he had a very <laughs> slim definition of what uh, pop punk was. Because he was calling like Fall Out Boy and stuff like that, like mall punk. And then he was calling, like, he said Green Day is a punk band that does poppy songs. And he Who said is that this? The, the punk rock NBA. He's, oh. it, you, you'd like it. It's a, it's a good YouTube channel. Um, and then he, he also said, um, that they had to have, like, you had to be able to find a picture of them wearing dickies and high socks. Oh, that's easy to do in that so time his, period. His his top five, his Mount Rushmore was Blink, uh, Good Charlotte, Simple Plan, and Newfound Glory. Yeah, not necessarily in that order. I don't know that the order matters, but no, I don't think it does. So, yeah, interesting. Yeah, he's got a lot of uh, he's got a lot of interesting videos about like most hated bands and why people hate them all right should we get hey, into the, down to business here 
That's Maybe a, you didn't post your ten, so I don't know what your ten are. I was gonna listen ahead of time. What do you mean? I posted my ten. Where? Go to the drive. Go to B side ourselves. Episode sixteen. Top twenty drinking. Did you? Did you and I both separately oh, make? <laughs> oh man, classic Josh I'll, and Danny. I'll open yours up. So I opened yours up. Uh, our first song. Of course it is. <laughs> oh. All right, I'll change my first song for you. Don't you don't have to. I have, I have, um, you know, I have some stuff, some honorable mentions. All right, well, you have to choose between your number seven or your number one, because I have the same two. So we'll drop one. You drop one, I drop one. I'll do number one, you do number seven. Okay. Is that okay? So I'm to change my hold Inside on, base- listeners. <laughs> Inside baseball. What? Inside baseball. They're seeing behind the curtain here. Oh, my God. Maybe I'll leave this in. We'll see. All right. Are you ready to get into this, Josh? Yes. <laughs> Why, yes. Yes, I am. Yes, yes. All right, everybody. This is episode 16 of Beside Ourselves. And this week, due to our proximity to St. Patrick's Day... It's I mean, currently... you'll probably release it on St. Patrick's Day the way you okay. go. <laughs> okay. I really don't care, but it's fun to no, bust your balls. I, I've, I've, I've accepted that it is part of the show now. That's the gimmick. <laughs> Even if I release it the same day, I still expect you to be like, oh, we'll see it next week. You know? <laughs> so, yeah. Um, due to our proximity to St. Patrick's Day, we are doing our top 20 drinking songs. And... In addition to that, um, we are actually recording. We normally record on Sundays, but we realized that the Grammys were happening on Sunday. So we decided to push to Monday to on a recording. And uh, so we can talk about uh, what went down at the Grammys last night as well. Yeah. yeah. So um, let's get started. You Do you want to go, go first? first? I think you need to go first because that one needs to be number one. All right. First song. On my list. This song was also on Danny's list. Uh, so we did some uh, switching around. But um, my first song is Beer by Real Big Fish. Yeah, yeah. So first is of all. Is there a better drinking song? Um, Probably not. And it hits on two levels because I feel like most ska is pretty good for when you're drunk anyway. So yep. then to have a really good ska song with a really singable chorus, that's another good thing about a drinking song. Even if you have a song that's... And I have some songs on my list that are not specifically about drinking, but because they're so good at drink singing along when you're drunk or other reasons, yeah, they fit. And so this kind of hits both of those things. Ska's good for when you're drunk. It's actually about beer. And then it has a great chorus. So it's trifecta it's true and they play it at all their shows so you're usually drunk skanking in the crowd anyway just you know it all fits it never gets old like what no i'm 37 now and me and my wife still put on real big fish beer and sing it and hopefully drink sometimes not it's all it's a a good song song. i don't even like beer i know i don't like beer either yeah we're the guy we're the we're the um Liquor and mixed drink boys right here. What a nice good Chardonnay. 
<laughs> yeah, well, you're older than me, so. I have to say, that's, um, I don't know if this was, we would, I would go to the bar, and um, Danny and I were part of the same bar scene for a good period of time, and, um, but it would, I would go there, and I'd be with people, and we'd go up to the bar, and it'd be like, can we get two pictures of Labatt Blue and a Sex on the Beach for Shram? Like, yep. that's, that's what it would be like, <laughs> so. Yeah. Uh, my turn? Yeah. All right. We'll say track two to this MFN drinking song mix is Less Than Jake, Plastic Cup Politics. Another ska song. So this is one that I was gonna, I almost put on my list and then didn't because I knew it'd be on yours. And that's funny because <laughs> you added it after. Well, that was on my backup reserve. Okay, perfect. Yeah. <laughs> yep, yep. I mean, I mean, I feel like all of the same things that we said about the last song apply to this like one. That. Yeah. But I'm going to post this mix once we're done, sir, so everyone knows once this podcast comes out. So you can drink to it on St. Patrick's Day. Yeah. Yes. All right. What's your next song? Um, my next song is Shots by LMFAO and Lil John. Yeah, yeah. You want to know what's funny? What's up? I considered this song, and then I listened to the song, and I was like, oh, God, I hate this song. <laughs> so this is a song that fits because it is so one it hasn't aged well like it's it was good no well it wasn't it was never good but it, it was it was more acceptable at the time and but this song is a song that you hate when you're sober but as soon as you're shit-faced you're like <laughs> here we go shots 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 yes yeah, Although I do I have this memory that. of, uh, were you there? No, maybe you were. Did you ever go out with with me and my parents on New Year's Eve at any point? No. Okay. I'm glad I didn't. I can't no. imagine how that went. <laughs> no, well, it's great because your dad pays for all of the booze. But um, well, you've, you have experienced that. Yeah, um, I have. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, I just remember this part this time when uh, it was like new year's eve and i think there was like nothing else going on so we ended up going out with like my parents and my uncle and uh my uncles and uh they uh i just i have this very distinct memory of that part where they're like if you're trying to fuck put your hands in the air and my mom put her hands in the air and i don't even think she heard what this what it said but i was just like ew put your hands down <laughs> like i would have scarred me for life yeah <laughs> Yeah. Shots. All right, my next song. I'm taking it a little bit more punk here. Dead Kennedys, Too Drunk to Fuck. Oh, I like the song. It's like that. a fun, fast song <laughs> just about being shit-faced. And it, it fits, and it's it's a rager when you're drinking. <laughs> yeah, It's actually the song that got me into the Dead Kennedys because I didn't love them at first, but this song was really good. I only know... I think I only know Nazi punks. Fuck off. It's also a very good one. Yeah. And very well known. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I'm not claiming to have any street cred here. <laughs> All right. My number three. Tequila by the champs. And is yes, it? this is tequila. Really? Yeah, man. This that's... is probably the song about drinking that I knew first of any song. <laughs> On this list. 
It's in How my. Do you know it from. Well, so I would guess that the first time I ever heard it was in the Ninja Turtles movie. In what? the. Oh yeah, no. There's a part where, um, at the very beginning, where they're like Donnie and Mike are dancing. It's like uh, after they have pizza with Splinter, and then um, Raph like puts his trench coat on and goes to see a movie or whatever. And they're like, "Oh yeah, they're yeah, they're dancing." Um, I'm gonna get flack for this, but I can't remember what Pee Wee movie it's from either. It's not Big Top. I think it's. Do you remember what Pee Wee movie Tequila's from? When he does it on the oh Pee Wee's Big Adventure, yeah. There's a wrestler uh, named Danhausen, who uh, he's like a kind of like a vampire and also a Simpsons character at the same time. He's from what? he's from Detroit, um, and he wears like face paint, um, and he's he's hilarious. But one of the things that he does in his he's a comedy he's totally a comedy wrestler. And one of the things he does in his matches, all of a sudden, Tequila will start playing, and he dances around the ring doing the Pee Wee Herman and like kicking people, and it's <laughs> it's really funny. So, okay, okay. I think it's your turn. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my next song is one of my favorite drinking songs ever, and I remember when it came out. I was just like, "What is this glory?" It's the Transplants, "Tall Cans in the Air." Do you know who the Transplants are, Josh? I do. It's okay, the good. one like Blink side thing I didn't listen to very much. That's weird because it's like a rap influenced. Yeah, I don't know why I didn't why I just. You've got Tim Armstrong from Rancid, and then you got oh, I can't remember his name, the rapper. It's not Ashton. Oh yeah, Rob Ashton. And then Travis Barker drumming, and it's just like, you got to hear that song. I'll uh, put it no on worry, right I'm now. Get into the put playlist. it on right now. Right now? Right yeah. now? Just hear the intro. Tell me you don't get hyped. Feeling it already? Yeah, I'm feeling it. Take a look around, baby. Yeah, my whole crew's ugly, but we still got the most game. The most money. The most money. It's so funny how you hate my fucking guts, but it's at the same time love me. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, that, uh, <laughs> that doesn't do it for me. I think if you gave it another try, you might. But that's fine. <laughs> All right, go on to yours then. Whatever. Uh, mine is uh, Flogging Molly, Rebels of the Sacred Heart. So oh. this is my favorite Flogging Molly song. And there's at least one day a year where every Flogging Molly song is a drinking song. Yep. That's, <laughs> and that is um, St. Patrick's Wednesday. Day. Uh, this week, yeah. And um, But he also does say that he's three sheets to the wind at the beginning of the song. But this song is... Um, you know, it's just uh, it's fun to sing. It's really hype. Um, you can get out there and dance. It's a good song. Oh, I'm really glad I moved my next song because next would have been my Flogging Molly song. And that would have been just too <laughs> much. The same Molly album, too. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So my next song is a weird one for me. 
It's Kendrick Lamar's Swimming Pools. It's just a really fun song to drink to. Drank. Drank. <laughs> Whiskey. Drank. Drank. <laughs> Is this album really song... good? Huh? Is this album really good? I think um, most of Kendrick's albums are pretty good. I think I need to listen to this album. I knew this song. Yeah. I, I think this song is actually deeper than drinking, though. I think there's. More. I know. So. Especially at the end with the little like clip at the end. I know it's more yeah. than just drinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it does make you want to drink too when you hear it. Yeah. Oh yeah, especially if you're already drunk. <laughs> yeah. All right. What's your next one? My next one is "Tub Thumping" <laughs> by Chumba Wumba. God damn it! I hate this song. I do too. Can but... you guess why I hate this song? Um. Because you used to pee your pants in the part that's like about pissing the night away. No, it's tripping. because my name's Danny. And whenever oh, I go to a bar that's playing, everyone's like, oh, Danny boy. Oh, no. Yeah, it's true. I didn't even think <laughs> I about hate that. this. Yep. Plus, I bought this album in high school because I like that song. And then the album sucks. It's just the song's good. Yeah, they're one hit wonder for sure. You look up One Hit Wonder and Webster's, and it has a picture of Chumbawamba and Natalie Imbruglia. Ooh. I like did you know song. that Torn is a cover? Yes, I did know that. I didn't know that till last year, and that was one of my favorite songs, and now it's not. I'm hurt. <sighs> I'm hurt. Yikes. One of my favorite 90s female singer-songwriter songs. Let me move this. Yeah, obviously she's not a songwriter. So. No, she was like a, I think she was like a soap opera star or something. Prior my, to. My next song is my flogging Molly pick, which is Drunken Lullabies. And that's it's jam right in the title. I know. It's right in the title. <laughs> and again, so this one is always a drinking song, but it just gets more iconic and more important on March 17th. Now, we know the Drunken Lullabies album from 2002 is iconic. Yeah. Like, I have it on vinyl. It's very pop. Everyone knows that a whole album. Do you know any other albums by them? Uh, the Green Door and Swagger. Yeah, I know a couple. I know the album Float. Yeah. And I know definitely. Swagger, but that's the only ones I know. I think the Green Door is a live album now that I think about it, actually. I mean, they have an album called, oh, it's Acoustics. Ooh. Whiskey so, on Sunday, and it's got Drunken Lullabies Acoustic? Yeah. Oh, I'm going to have to check that out on I, um, Wednesday. I've seen them live twice. They're a lot of fun. Can I tell my story? Yeah, tell it. In the early 2000s, I went down to Cleveland for a warp tour, and it was on this, like, river. Yeah. It started raining. There was a rainbow and Floggy Molly was playing. And it was probably one of those moments you're like, like the sun was shining. I was like, oh, my God, like this is supposed to be happening at this moment. Where's the gold? It was like a light rain, too. It wasn't like downpouring. But like, oh, it was so cool. That was the best warp tour I've ever been to. I think I, I don't know. I don't know what warp tour is the best one. It was cool because they. They split the main stage down the middle. So, like, me first in the Gimme Gimme's were playing, and no effect, or, and Elkline True was like drinking because they put a bar in the middle. 
And then when Elk Lamp Tree would play, like the me first and the gimme guys were like making drinks and drinking over there. It was like right next to each other. It was a really yeah. cool main stage. I don't know content wise, but I think like the one I had the most fun at was probably the one I went to with you, the 2008 at Tiger Stadium or at Comerica. That one's pretty fun. I've always had a good time at Comerica, but man, it's just like a flat asphalt surface and it's hot. And well, it's not as bad as uh, Pontiac. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> oh, I miss All that. right, let's get back to our mixes. All right. Uh, my next one is kind of interesting. Uh, it's One Bourbon, One Scotch, One Beer by George Thorogood and the Destroyers. And this song, it's like a blue, it's a blues song and it has, it's very long. And the first, um, like three minutes are just like him, like rhythmically, uh, talking, telling a story. Um, I don't know if that part would be fun when you're drunk, but <laughs> man, the the when this when he actually gets into like the really like the part that sounds more like a song, which is like the first time he says a one bourbon, one scotch, one beer, and then it's boom, ba boom, like it's a it's a fun it's a fun blues song. It's the same guy that did Bad to the Bone. If you're curious, if you're trying oh. to place the voice, yeah. I'm interested to hear that because I don't know that I'm song. I'm sure you've heard this song before. I mean, I've heard George Thorogood. I don't know if I've heard that song. Yeah. All right, my next song is, I feel like a deep cut because not a lot of people talk about it. I know it's a shorter song, but Alkaline Trio's Old English 800. It's just like this really fun chanty song about a beer. Old English Perfect. 800. Oh, and there's like O-L-D-E. You know, they spell out the whole thing over and over. Yeah, and then, yeah it's a really fun drinking song. Very cool. <laughs> My next one uh, is a very unconventional pick. What is it? Uh, it is the it is Stone Cold Steve Austin's oh. theme song. Is this so, on Spotify so I can put it, is. it in? It is on Spotify. Okay. So think about it. This guy every week comes down to the ring, drinking beers, pouring them on his head. One time he actually drove a beer truck to the ring and sprayed everybody with the hose. And um, and it's just a song that if you're a wrestling fan, it gets you hyped because it's one of the greatest of all time. It's not even that like great of a theme. It's just the nostalgia. <laughs> no, I, de- I, think you know. it, I think it fits in. I'm not fighting you on it. No, I know. But if I talk about a wrestling thing and you don't go, oh, I, w- I would wonder if something's wrong. <laughs> So. All right, I'm getting back into ska for almost the whole rest of my list, except for yeah, one song. <laughs> uh, my next song is Bucko Nine, Irish drinking song. This is a fun chorus to sing along to. Is this the drinking, 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 yep. drinking fight? Okay, yeah. <laughs> Man, I'm glad you know it. Good job. Yeah. So yeah, more ska because ska is great to drink to. And it's literally, it's literally, it's right there. Yep. <laughs> All right, your next song. So I, I feel like it's worth noting, um, not that anyone really cares or that this qualifies us to anything, but Danny and I are both of uh, Irish descent, too. So we're not posers. Well, we're only partially posers because we're not actually from Ireland. But No, we've, we've talked about this. I'm not. You're not? I'm Scottish. Yes. No, that's Close like enough. enemies. <laughs> mm, no, we both hate the British. 
Well, that's true. Yeah, but. Oh. Well, I blame that on you with the way you say your name and the way you say your middle name is Patrick. Daniel Patrick Lowens. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I forgot. That. Yeah. Well, you know, it's all good. I, I've, I don't I have really love care. for the Scots too. So. <laughs> All right, what's your next song? And before anyone gets mad, I I know they're not the same. I was just kidding. I know. We drink a drink a drink a drink a drink a drink a fight. <laughs> All right, my next song <laughs> is "Blame It" by Jamie Foxx featuring T Pain. Man, blame it on the goose. Got me this, feeling loose. I forgot all about this song. Thank you for bringing it back. So this song is a great, uh, catchy like rap r&b song uh about drinking and doing stupid stuff and blaming it on the alcohol and um it's also perfect because <laughs> this is a very popular song right around the time that we were in mandy's every weekend so yep. i'm sure that we've heard it while we were drunk several hundred times so yeah <laughs> not much else to say just uh you know Let's do another ska song. Okay. Wait. My, ne- my next pick is Skankin' Pickle. The song is Special Brew. You're, you're, you're messing with me. It's not on your list here. What? Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. I, sorry. I'm looking at my list on that. Yeah. It's not that one. <laughs> it's not Skankin' Pickle or it's not? No, list? it is Skankin' Pickle. Okay. Skankin I just pickle. threw you off here because yeah. I did not change it on my on the rude. sheet. Very rude. Sorry. Very upset. Yeah. So more ska. So I don't know that song. You'll like it. I promise. I'm sure. I love ska. It's not hard. All right. Your next one. My next. So my next one is Friends in Low Places by Garth Brooks. That's not fair. It's a American perfect song, but that's not on Spotify. I know. Why? Well, I had to put it. Well, that's because Garth Garth Brooks didn't even like release a digital catalog, like digital music for sale until like a couple years ago. I'm not fighting you. I think or Friends in Low Places is a perfect song for this. I'm just saying, why is Garth Brooks not letting us? No, that's what I'm saying. Like he he hasn't put like he just recently like had MP3s even available on like you know iTunes or whatever. So. All right, listeners, since we can't put Garth Brooks on, we're going to put the equivalent of that perfect song and put 3-6 Mafia sipping on syrup. You mean syrup? <laughs> syrup. <laughs> All right, well, should I put one of my, uh, since we can't put Garth Brooks' Friends in Low Places on, we'll put one of my um, my honorable mentions? Yeah, put one of your honorable mentions. I don't want to put 3-6 Mafia, actually. All right, so I'm going to put Rihanna Cheers, Drink to That. Okay. This is that. Um, here's to the freaking weekend. And that it has it has a sample of uh, um, Avril Lavigne. In the, really? So in the song, it's like, yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it's, it's wild. But so listeners know, I wanted Garth Brooks on this. Yeah, no. I think that would have fit perfect. I've totally had that experience, too, where watching people that, like, didn't know any of the words to the song except for like, I don't know. Yep. I feel like even if you're not drunk when you sing that song, you sound like you're drunk. Yeah. 
like completely sober, sing that song, and you sound drunk. You know what's funny is when I looked up Rihanna Cheers, I saw the Cheers theme song, and I kind of wanted to put that as the intro to this playlist now. (laughs) It's a drinking song, right? Yeah, it's about a bar. (laughs) All right, my next song is No Effects, Bottles on the Ground. It's a fun one. I don't know it. What? Actually, I can't imagine you know much No Effects. It's not really in your wheelhouse. I don't. Mike's going to be so mad when he listens to this. Does Mike like No Effects? Yeah. I'm assuming. Mike's, Mike's all over the place. Mike also had, had a... Mike and I had a con, uh, controversial conversation about No Effects. He, he was talking about them being like the responsible for pop punk. And I was like, the song you're talking about came out after Dookie. Stop it. Do we talk about this on the air? We talked about it off air, I think. Because if Mike's listening right now, I think The Descendants had more to do with this current sound of pop punk than No Mm -hmm. Effects did. I think No Effects is important and has done some stuff, but The Descendants pushed it into the more popular airwaves. Sure, you get the four chords with No Effects that are constant in all the pop punk songs, but lyrically, Descendants. Or all. I can't wait all. Texts. I know. You could get mad. I love well, no effects. No. I'm not fighting this. No, no, no. It's 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 fun. It's not. <laughs> no, Mike loves yelling about music, I would say. <laughs> we should start a certain, like, start a new episode theme. Every once in a while, we're just like, let's argue. And yeah. invite Mike on to fight us on something. Find something well, we don't agree wait. on. I can't wait till we do a Kiss album with Mike and you're just like less than enthusiastic about it. <laughs> and he's going to be so disappointed in you. If uh, I don't give it a, at least an A minus, he's going to throw a This bullshit flips table. <laughs> I, I, one of the funniest th- it was just like the stupidest little thing. I was over his house and like, I think we had like walked in and like set stuff in the kitchen and he was in the, li- in his living room watching TV or watching like concert videos and he's watching Van Halen um, from like like a you know a sweet performance of them from like 1984 or something. And I came in and I was like, "Man, I love Kiss. This is awesome." Uh, like on purpose? Like, what? But he's used to it because I do shit like that to him all the time. Okay. So, but yeah, yeah, I'm always I'm always trying to start shit with Mike. That's how I show my love, Mike. All right, what's your next song? I did no effects. Bottles to the ground. This is my last song. Although oh, yeah. I do have. I do have something else I want to. Uh, I have an addendum at the end. So, That's but fine. my last song, um, and this might be controversial because, but it's like a personal thing to me. Um, Dropkick Murphys. Dropkick Murphys have a bunch of songs that would fit on this list. And like Flogging Molly, they are a band that gets played a ton on St. Patrick's Day because of their Irishness. And, um, I, th- I would say it, almost any of their songs work, but I picked, um, they did a cover of You'll Never Walk Alone, which... Really? By done. Nina Simone? No. Who originally sang it? It's a show tune, but um, a guy, uh, a group called Gary and the, it might be Gary or Jerry, I'm not sure, and the Peacemakers did a cover of it, um, and it was a successful single in 1963, and... Oh. Um, it, they're from Liverpool, which it's kind of funny. This I thought this was funny. Um, it became an an anthem um, 
that they sing and put on all their merchandise at the Liverpool Football Club. I literally have a flag behind me that says, you'll never walk alone. Um, but it's like, it's a song from 1963. It doesn't really have any bite. Um, and so, but this is, I'm thinking like, so they sing this at every game. The whole stadium sings it. And um, I was like, it's a perfect melding of like, being drunk at a sporting event and doing this thing that your team does. And then also like dropkick Murphy's they, they have, it's like a more upbeat punky cover that still captures the same like cadence of the original. Um, and I think it's cool. So I think yeah, that's why. No, I no. Yeah. The funny thing is though, is that they like picked this song partially because like they're a, like this Gary and the peacemakers are like a local Liverpool group. So they were like, Oh, local boys. And I'm like, <clears throat> there's another band from Liverpool that um you know was a bigger deal. Nah, nothing. Nothing's ever been bigger. Not from the, Liverpool. The Beatles. I know. <laughs> Beatles. Nothing's ever come out of but Liverpool except for Dropkick Murphys. They're not from Liverpool, they're from Boston. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> All right. Gone? I got one more. Okay. We started this on Real Big Fish's beer. We're ending this playlist on Mustard Plug song Beer. I mean, another great ska song and any ska song that the chorus is like, whoa, like you're drinking, you're (laughs) woeing. You know what I've never done? Drink or woe? No, this will blow your mind. Um, And we probably had 15 chances to do it when we lived together. I've never seen Mustard Plug. At the Blind Pig. I've seen him twice there. Yeah. How did you never go with me? I don't know. I think the only thing that you and I... Well, we went to the that party that they have there. The, I can't remember what it's called. I'm a you know. terrible local Detroit per- person right now, but what's the name of that venue that's in the bowling alley I'm on Woodward? I'm drawing a blank. Majestic. Yeah. So I've seen him there, too. We saw Unwritten Law there. I remember... Yeah, we did see Unwritten Law there. Yeah. I forget I've um, seen Unwritten Law. <laughs> no, I've, the only people I've seen at Blind Pig are MC Chris and Mega Ran when we went, and it wasn't that good. And uh, and then I also saw Edison Clio play there, which is a local local band from a band from Lansing. You saw us play there. Weren't you at that show? Like, Will was, like, promoting it. I don't think so. Doesn't does, I don't think I I don't think I was. Oh my I wonder gosh, what was going on. I'm hurt. <laughs> that seems weird because I went to all those shows. Where, where, Did you go see us at Clutch Cargo? No. Oh my I, God. Okay, so what the fuck? I I was at like the show in like Michigan Center when it was like me and the other bands watching, and but I didn't go to the like two the cool venues you did. That's bullshit. We also played St Andrews, which sucks because yeah. we had to pay to get into that one. Mm. Like it's one of those like sell tickets and you could play and then we didn't sell yeah. our tickets so we just bought them and then we found out all the other bands did that too so there was no one in the crowd and we were all just playing for each other I'll, but, I'll never forget though we were at some random bar and this other band this like they were kind of like butt rock but they did a like they did a rockier cover like a harder cover of uh no easy way out from rocky four and i was like this is the best thing I've ever heard. <laughs> like in that moment. It was cool. What were you going to say? I'm sorry. No, it 
I don't remember. <laughs> yeah, I can't believe I can't believe I hadn't I didn't go to any of that stuff. I wonder I wonder what was going on. Cuz I went to a lot of shows. Oh. Well. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. So here's my here's my here's my extra thing. Okay, what's your And this thing? is this is something that I this is a theory that I kind of teased on the episode with Doug. I said I I had a th- like I had a theory that I was excited to uh to like impart to you. Go um, for it. Like, Don't tell me now. Do you remember this? Vaguely. Vaguely. Okay. It's not important. So <laughs> I realized um, part of my like re- discovery of Iron Maiden and stuff was I was led through hair metal. Like I was listening. I was like listening to hair. I'm in a hair metal playlist. And I was listening to that. And then I was kind of like, what's something, what's other metal from that era? That's not like that. And um, I realized that at least for white people of a certain age, Molly Crew is the perfect drinking music, drunk music. Here's why. They, all of the hit songs have the same three things. Pretty cool riff at the beginning to start the song. Okay. Vince Neil being terribly hard to understand his lyrics, and they're not any good, so you can... you you and then the third thing is singable chanty choruses usually girls 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 like you know um and so you you're drunk so music is already better right you hear the sweet riff you get psyched you can stumble your way (laughs) through the words because you can't tell what vince is saying anyway and then you get to the chorus and it's easy to sing along because it's usually pretty simple and sometimes chanty all right, I can get behind that. I think... Now, obviously, this is for, like, you know, Gen X and older millennial white people, primarily. I have... It's just a gag that I thought of when I was, <laughs> I was listening to it. I was like, God, Molly Crew, like, the only good part is the beginning and the chorus. And then I was like, oh, the drinking, the drinking songs. I kind of feel that way about not new, newer, but newer ACDC. Not with the good singer. Oh, with a, yeah. Because yeah, like, I, I mean, feel uh, like I remember, like, I don't know, friends of my parents just always drinking to like ACDC that was not very good. No, I'm yeah. sorry to ACDC fans. <laughs> I like older ACDC. I. I almost put Thunderstruck on this list just because of the drinking game. Oh my god, that game is terrible. It's fun. Yeah. It is terrible. Yep. I've so. never been stuck on the long, long part. I've been stuck Thank on some god. long parts. Of not, the one, not the one where you're like, I'm going to die. Yeah. All right, you ready to go on to the 63rd annual Grammy Awards wrap-up reaction? Yeah, it, was, it was good next thing no i'm just kidding (laughs) i make you go through all that and then i don't want to talk about it yep the grammys i'm gonna let you lead this one because i like i i was telling danny i think before we went on air that i i when i was doing my research i like missed uh, maybe like a third of the performances and so i didn't until and i didn't realize that until like right before we were getting on so 
I missed, or I didn't miss, I didn't look up any of the winners that weren't presented. Like, you know how they do it all throughout the day? Like, announce, like, best compilation right. soundtrack or comedy album and stuff like that. I only know the stuff that was announced during the live performance, which is, like, seven or eight, or I think it's eight awards they gave out. Okay. What did you want to say? Watching it was, uh, I haven't watched the Grammys in a long time fully through, and it was pretty fun. Like, was it Trevor Noah? Yeah. Trevor's he, a good host. Not only was he a good host, but it felt very real. Like, when Lizzo had to come out and present something, like, she was stumbling, she swore, she felt so real. It didn't feel staged like all the other times I've watched the Grammys. Yeah. Like, it was just a bunch of people in a backyard giving each other awards. <laughs> yeah. Um, the performances were cool. I like the way they did like a big round room. So like yeah. you could see the other bands like watching. That was that was I thought that was kind of wild. They'd be like, here's Billie Eilish singing her song. And they'd be like, oh, look, there's there's Harry Styles watching her. Man, you know, they, like, they focus so much on Harry Styles. Like whenever someone was performing this Harry Styles over there shirtless, just like watching and singing along, which he did great. So whatever. But he's um, I have to say, I here's what I know what Harry Styles looks like. I know that he was in one direction. I know that he did that dress photo shoot. Yeah. That's what I know about Harry Styles. (laughs) I know Um, his hits. I don't hate him, but I don't own anything. I knew there was a song called Watermelon Sugar. Yeah. I didn't know it was him until I watched the performance. He's better than I thought. Yeah. I'm interested to see where his, he's, he looks like, David Bowie to me, like um, a little bit hunkier David <gasps> Bowie. Hold on, I wrote this down. No, I didn't. All right, I gotta. You know, people search Google. I'm gonna ask my wife. Who does Harry Styles look like to you? He. She says. She said it last night. He looks like a young Mick Jagger. Okay. And I, I totally feel, agree. I didn't see it till she said it. I feel like he's better looking than Mick Jagger, but yeah, yeah. Mick Jagger's an ugly dude. Oh, yeah, McJagger's a little, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, I want to go over some out. of the highlights, the sh- the concerts I enjoyed. Uh, Billie Eilish, I liked her stage setup. I this did song too. is kind of overplayed. It's not a bad song, and it's kind of weird that she got Record of the Year for one song she put out this year. She put out an album. Wasn't record of the year for songs. It's for a song, but I just hate that terminology. Yeah, I don't know why they label stuff the way they label it, but I mean, it is a good song, but I just I've heard it so much. So but that stage setup was cool. Stage setup was cool, and um, I will say, I I can recognize that she's extremely talented, but the whisper singing has never been something I'm into. Yeah. So it just doesn't I don't even necessarily think it's bad. I just don't like it. Um and I I like I said I recognize that she's extremely talented and I've seen her do like other things like interviews and stuff and I'm like, "Okay, like I she seems like I would like her." Like Yeah. And I like the way she presents herself. Um but I just not that any of that matters, but like I just don't uh, I've never been able to wrap my head around it. I think I got I've gotten more into it because I got into Phineas, her brother's music, his yeah. solo stuff. Yeah. And I liked it. And then I go back and I listen to like the bad girl, bad guys, whatever. What's that song? The bad um, guy. Yeah. Bad guy. Yeah. And like 
the music is really catchy and i'm like all right i mean the song was cool but now i'm enjoying it more yeah like digging deeper into it um haim played haim so that's one of the ones i didn't see it was fine it reminded me of like 90s girl rock which is funny that we brought up natalie and berlia yeah because we were talking about that while watching it um let's see Oh, this is when uh, Megan the Stallion won Best New Artist, and she looked shocked. She was having a good night. Go, Megan the Stallion. Yeah. Uh, then blue. Oh, tell me you saw the Black Pumas performance. I did not. Oh my god. I know. So they were doing like short videos on all these like the people nominated for Best Record of the Year. Yeah. And Black Pumas was one of them. You got that backstory. Of like how the singer was on the streets and then he, you know, went to Nashville and became like the Black Pumas. And I just love that album. I'll and check his... it out. I Like I said, when I was searching, I like the, the eight that I saw came up and I was like, and then there was nothing else. And I was like, eight seems like a lot already. And then I found that there were like seven or eight more. So, yeah, there was a lot. Let's see. So you saw Little Baby. No, I saw Da Baby. No, because Da Baby, he started the show. I don't know if he did two songs then, but he started the show with his first concert where he was an orchestra leader. What's that called? Conductor. A conductor to a bunch of Karens, a bunch of old white women. <laughs> okay, wait. It was hilarious. I even posted a Twitter photo of it, like or a photo of it on my Twitter or our Twitter. It's the V side. But how, d- how dare you? <laughs> but it's like it looks like a bunch of uh, Supreme Court justices behind him, and he's like conducting them. I don't know which baby I saw. <laughs> I think you saw a little baby because well, that was the baby. Wait, which one? Who who was the person that had the the really like political um, set? <sighs> I know. I'm. I feel bad. I don't know which one. It was. Oh, we are so white and old. I'm so sorry, everyone. <laughs> God, I want to get that right. Oh, the bigger picture, little baby. Yeah, little baby was the okay. Little baby, what did the bigger picture? And he had like pr- police brutality stuff and like yeah. protest stuff. Okay, and then oh, and you know what? I saw Da Baby too because he was on that song with. He di- he performed with Dua Lupa. Yeah, but you have to see this one. Where he's conducting all the old Supreme Justices. It's hilarious. Okay. Oh, it's being referred to as Da Baby Boomers. Ooh. (laughs) That's really funny. 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 All right, then we had Bad Bunny. That's fine. It's not my thing. But the stage presence was cool. Bad Bunny's been doing stuff with WWE. He actually, they had a, they have a, yeah, so he was at, uh, what was he at? He was at some pay-per-view and he performed. And then they have this championship that has to be defended at any time. So, like, people, like, literally chase the guy who has it around with a referee. And they can, like, knock him out and pin him anywhere. And so that happened when the baby was on. Or not De- <laughs> Bad, Bad Bunny, Bunny was on. And he pinned the guy. And then he hosted SNL the next night and took the belt with him to SNL. Or he was the musical guest on SNL. He took it with him. 
So he's on SNL with the with one of the WWE title belts. Like it's kind of funny. Did anyone attack him? Uh I don't I don't think that so because I didn't hear about it. <laughs> but all right, the next performance was the best. Dua Lipa killing it. Oh my god, she's amazing. So it was good, but I it wasn't it uh, didn't like stand out to me. Really? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I mean, it was good, just, but like just you know, it was just kind of like a performance. Like it wasn't. Um, I think you know when you got like Cardi B like stripping, and well, that, you got okay. You didn't watch them in the order it happened. <laughs> yeah, because Cardi B wasn't till later in the night. <laughs> yeah. No, I think that's the first one I watched. <laughs> well, you set the tone wrong. Yeah. Uh, but I I love Dua Lipa, and then no, I do too. Yeah. She's yeah. She's then you good. had Taylor Swift doing three songs on top of a like mossy cottage. I didn't it was see. stunning. It was not, stunning. Not on purpose, but what? I didn't see that one. Oh, it was really good. It's so weird that I'm just a giant fan this year. I mean, those last hey, two albums. Live your life. She obviously knows what she's doing, right? I mean. Well, did I say best performance of the night with Dua Lipa? Because next up is Silk Sonic. Yeah, that I saw. I saw both of their performances. Wasn't that gorgeous? It was like simple, and it literally looked like if I didn't know any better, right? You just showed me this video. Yeah, I would think that it was a like remastered performance from like 1970. Like yeah. where they just like cleaned up the fo- the video, it was wild. I <laughs> it was funny because I didn't know they were gonna like switch off, and I was like, "Oh, Bruno's like the lead backup singer, <laughs> okay." But then they, <laughs> you know, then they they kept flipping, and but yeah, that was good. And the, the Little Richard performance uh, tribute was cool too. The whole um, in memoriam was pretty good. Yeah, there was three performances, and it was long. It was really sad because man, twenty twenty. Yeah. Chris Jericho was pissed that they didn't do anything for Eddie Van Halen. And I don't know that if he saw that they put his like guitar on the stage or not. He's like, the Grammys can fuck off and we'll never accept an award from you. And I'm like, your band's never getting nominated for a fucking Grammy. Get out of here with your stupid band. <laughs> Fuzzy. Right? Yeah. Okay, just making sure. Um, then we had the three country acts, which I didn't care too much about, except for the first one, which is Mickey Gutan. I don't want to screw her name up. I feel terrible. But it was uh, a powerful rendition of her Black Like Me hits. And it was like a country song, just like, you know, you want America to be free, try walking in my shoes. Kind of. It was like powerful. It was cool. I'm going to check that out. It was weird because that started the three, and then the other two country singers were like, you know, white girls singing about drinking or whatever. Yeah. I, I heard that the country like part this year or like category was like very female, which is not normal. The whole thing was female. Females took it home this year. Yeah. Like Fiona Apple has a new album. You didn't know that? No. I'm very I didn't out love of it. The, like I'm very out of the loop with that kind of stuff. So. All right, let's get into it. Megan the Stallion. <laughs> what about her? Well, the, her performance. So that's the worth that part of the show. Well, we're not going to talk about Harry. Oh, we guess we did talk about Harry Styles. Yeah, he opened it. Yeah. So, um, 
I like the uh, I like the color scheme of the backup dancers with the <laughs> teal and purple. You watched the whole thing, right? Yeah. Did you see the tap dancing? There was a. It was during Megan's first song, where they Wait, were on did like she the golden more than stairs. One song? Yeah, they performed like WAP. They performed uh, her one single. Okay, the video I watched only had only had WAP. Oh man, you missed the first one. Was her uh, what's the one she did with Beyonce? I'm drawing a blank. Savage. Yeah, and there was like a scene where like tap dancing girls were like tapping on the stairs to well, the beat. It was off. cool. <laughs> and you missed like her iconic because there's gifs of it all over of her like turning to the camera and doing her little booty shake and slapping her butt. Oh, please hold. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but then yeah. we get into the Cardi B. And Megan the Stallion. I'm not a fan of Cardi B. I'm not either. Okay. I mean, I don't think it's a big deal. Yeah. I well, it, it, you know, some people, their fans are, you know, just like we were talking that one time about we didn't want to piss off the Bayhive. You know, I'm sure Cardi B has some. You can't piss off the Bayhive right now. They're living on cloud nine. She's like the she most successful yeah. Grammy person ever. <laughs> I love that when they were <laughs> so funny when they were coming down the stairs and and Trevor Noah's like, hold on, <laughs> stand <laughs> there. And I'm like, she's probably like, oh, no, Kanye again. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to let you finish. Yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, I yeah. So I only saw that. I, so, yeah, I'm not I'm not a fan. I don't I don't think she's a great rap. Like, I don't like the style, her rap style. I also think. The verbalizations that she does when she's like talking are kind of weird. Like when she's like, ow, and stuff like while she's talking, I'm like, what are, what are you doing? What is that? But it's okay, whatever. So, but yeah, I, don't, I just don't, uh, I don't think, I don't like her rap. Like, I don't think she's a good, she's not the kind, I should say, I don't think she's a, the kind of, she's not the kind of rapper that I like. Like, it's not the, the kind of uh, style that I like. Um, as far as like her, lyrics and her flow and the kind of backbeats that she uses and stuff um i thought it was very interesting that they chose to live mic megan but backtrack like loud backtrack on cardi like i don't like cardi might have been rapping while she was going around but you couldn't hear her and megan you could hear her like she was live no and pointed that out too that you could like cardi b was lip singing if anything yeah. like i I can't. You can't that... do it separate in one performance, or it, I know it shows. Because you could so. definitely tell. I can't believe that was like I. That's fine being shown. I just can't believe it was on CBS. That seems very controversial for CBS. Well, I the, the first thing I wrote was under in my notes for that was Super Bowl Karens. Do you remember the amount of people who were like clutching their pearls about Shakira and Jennifer Lopez last yeah. year? Yeah, like this was. Way more scan- <laughs> scandalous than that, um, you know. Um, the song and the way that it was performed. I mean, I, I I'm not a prude. I could care less. Like it was cool, but like it's just interesting to me that 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 choice. Yeah, I mean, it was a big song. Yeah, not a yeah. song that I'm a fan of, but um, it was. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to my least favorite performance of the night. Post Malone. Yeah. The Undertaker. I wrote that too. <laughs> Did you? 
yeah, he's got the druids and the smoke and the purple and the big jacket. Um, I also, what do you think about, like, he was, like, looking down the whole time he was singing. Like, it was weird because he's a guy that has stage presence. I don't know. You know what I'm talking about? Like, he was kind of, like, looking down into his chin and, like, like crouched over, like, the whole time. He's I thought it was kind of part of the performance because he's supposed to look, like, all creepy, but I could oh, be wrong. Maybe. maybe. I mean, that would make more sense considering how, like, he normally performs. I also thought it was an interesting song choice. I saw someone online post that uh, Post Malone just keeps trying as hard as he can to be on... 1999 family values tour yeah because <laughs> the way he looks and the, oh yeah he just keeps going you'll get on that tour with corn and limp biscuit in no time buddy don't forget stained oh yeah i'm on the outside i'm looking in and that's our that's our show folks <laughs> so little little baby's performance was cool though even though i didn't know yes. the song. i was like this is uh i love when people use their platform it was a and it was real it was and real killer good. Mike in the video. Yeah, crazy. Your old favorite killer Mike. <laughs> I like run the jewel. <laughs> <laughs> lost, my, lost my headphones for a second. I'm gonna leave that in. Um, And I like that. Who is the female singer that called out Biden? I don't know. She was like, this is what we want you to do, Biden. This is how you can help. Do it. Put him on blast right there. I know. Yeah, it was a powerful video. And then Doja Cat played it. I'm not a fan of that. I didn't didn't see that one. Have you ever seen American Horror Story? No. She was dressed like the rubber man. She was dressed in all rubber and not dancing very well. Then BTS. They were pretty fun. They didn't see that one either. They performed Dynamite. And you could tell it was really live because they were like running upstairs to go up on the roof, and they were yeah. all like out of breath as they were, breath as they were singing into their mics. That's funny. Do you so, uh, do you have any thoughts about uh, any of the winners or anything? No, I was happy with pretty much every. I wish Black Pumas would have won more. Yeah, but I'm glad Taylor Swift won. I'm glad, you know. I, I'm just dual Lipa Lipa. I was happy with all the winners, really. So here's I, I have a couple questions. Go for it. So okay, Folklore won Album of the Year, mm-hmm. and one of the it was up against. Uh, one of the th- albums it was up against was Future Nostalgic by Dua 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 Lipa. Mm-hmm. Dua Lipa. I can't remember how to say it now. I'm old. I think it's Lipa. Um, Lipa. And, but then, both of those are up for Best Pop Vocal Album. And Dua Lipa wins. Lipa. What is it? <laughs> Lipa? Man, now I don't know. Yeah, you could be wrong, too. You mispronounce it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> how is one al- How is Future Nostalgic the best pop album? a better pop album than folklore, but not a better album than folklore. Well, folklore also won best alternative album. Did it? Yeah. 
Because there's a big deal about how Taylor Swift has now won best album for country, best album for pop, and best album for alternative. That's dumb. I'm not. I don't support that. What? I listen to the album. It's not an alternative album. The new one? Yeah. It's very folky. Yeah, that's not alternative. <laughs> I I would disagree. Where is? I'm just trying to confirm that. Yep. Oh, uh, good. Lady Gaga uh, won something. I didn't know that. Yeah, she won for Rain on Me. Yeah. Best pop duo. <laughs> Album of the year folklore. All right. Wait. So yeah, that was the Grammys. Wait, wait. She didn't win Best Alternative. Fiona yeah, Apple did. Saw she wasn't even nominated for Best Alternative, Danny. <laughs> Canceled. No, I'm just She's the best metal performance. Oh, That's weird that it's body metal. count. Ice-T. What's that? Isn't Ice-T's band body count? His rap rock band? Yeah. Yeah. They won Best Metal Performance. It's just weird versus... I don't know. I think that Code Orange album is pretty intense. Are we sure yeah. that it... Are we sure that's not a different group? No, I remember seeing something online about it, but it does so body count one bum rush. Oh, wow. Yeah. What the hell? <laughs> I didn't even know they were doing anything. I would check that out. I like Ice-T. Yeah, Maybe. I need to check it out, too. I'm glad the Strokes won best rock album because that new Strokes <laughs> album is pretty great. I saw when they found out they won. Like they they were they weren't there. They were like up on the screen and they were yeah. like, we're waiting. What? What? Oh, we won! Oh, like, and then they like couldn't hear anything. It was all, yeah, it was all technology. It was cool. Um, my other, my other um thought process. Ooh, Thundercat won best progressive R and B. Yeah, cool. I love Thundercat. Yeah, I was excited that Nas won an album or won a won an award after being nominated like a million times and never winning. So that's cool. Um. What was uh what was the other one what was the thing that I saw that was weird that I wanted to bring up on here? Oh, so you know, for me, most of the time, I don't know half the shit that's nominated. Yeah. A, a lot of times I don't know the stuff that wins. Um and it's interesting to me. My my thought process with the Grammys is it's bullshit unless whoever won confirms my worldview i'm like this is stupid they the i'm like this is stupid they don't know what they're talking about a bunch of old people they're they're just picking random stuff and then i'm like oh but lauren hill won five grammys let's talk about that on the show or like oh ghost won a grammy okay yeah i i'm, I'm okay with it like you know <laughs> only work i'm i only support it if it if it um fits my my thing but so here's here's another piece of bullshit best pop solo performance Yummy was nominated. That song is a hot pile of garbage. He was nominated no. for a lot of stuff, and it sucks. No. That whole album was terrible. No. <laughs> no. That song is so bad. And, I agree. And we've talked about that he's put out two songs this year that we both love. Well, <laughs> one love, one like. Um, but, man, Yummy was such a bad song. Can I ask you a question? Yes. Have you checked out Anderson Pack yet? No. He won I best will. melodic rap performance la for last year. Like, I need to 
listen to this. I've heard yeah. like a little bit, but yeah, yeah. Body count, Anderson Park. Um, wait. Renee Zellweger was re- nominated for an award, best traditional pop vocal album. That's interesting. I'm glad for Lady Gaga. I love her, so that's cool. Yeah. Okay. Well. But do you get what I'm saying about the Taylor Swift thing? Like, how are two albums nominated for awards? One wins one, one wins the other. I don't know. Because it's not like they're parsing it, parsing it out. Like, well, this album's more poppy, so it wins. They're just like pop is how they're putting them. Like, these are all pop albums. This is where they go. I don't know. Maybe I don't know what I'm talking about. So, <laughs> all right, let's wrap this up and go in any weekly recommendations. You wrap it up. That's what I'm trying to do. <laughs> I don't have many because oh. this she- this week sucked. Oh. You got any? Yeah. All right, good. So um, I got uh, that Silk Sonic intro. That was on there. (laughs) That was that one that I was like, is this a song? They they put that out. It's just like the intro, but it's cool. They're like singing. It's it's sweet. Um, Lipstick Jody put out their second uh, single, Going Insane. I didn't put that on because I knew you would, but I do like it. I sent it to you. I yeah, sent it to you. actually, yeah. Um, and then uh, Max Richter, Mari Samuelson, and Robert Ziegler. Um, I don't know like what's going on here, but Max Richter is like a composer. He does scores and stuff. But they did this song. It just came up on my release radar. It's called Follower. And it's literally just like, it, I think it's like from a soundtrack for something, but it's just this like atmospheric like, low-key like instrumental song it's kind of spooky i like it i don't know i was listening to my walk it was making me feel good so cool like giving me energy and then um justin pierre's uh ep came out this week an anthropologist on mars it's really good it's really good it has a one minute and 42 second song it's really cool i love short songs (laughs) you love short songs so anymore nope that's it that's what i got are you ready for my list? Oh, unless you, you want me to do what the fuck songs first or part of no, my just let me okay, do my one okay, song. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I got one song. <laughs> it's uh Matt and Kim covering a song You Don't Own Me, originally by Leslie Grove or Gore. You don't own me. Like the old song. It's really good. I don't think I know that. It sounds like like a spy song, like it could have been on Oh, like, I James do know Bond. that. Yeah. But that's the only song I was like impressed by this week. Okay. Well, you know, some sometimes we have we have slower weeks. You know. Yeah. I usually only have one or two songs too. So. All right. What's your what the fuck song? I have three. Ooh. Yeah. 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 I probably should have had more since I wasn't impressed by a lot of stuff, but I didn't put anything in. All right. So my first one. So you know, because of what I've been. Uh, kind of like my listening patterns. I've been getting like more and more uh, retro wave, synth wave on my list, you know. And yeah. this week I had a song called "Grease 2000" by VHS Dreams, and it, you know, every other synth wave I've listened to sounds like '80s synth, sometimes like video game music a little bit. This sounds like a early late '90s, early 2000s dance song. And I don't like it. And if this is the way 
it's called Grease 2000, so I'm hoping that's like what they were going for. But if this is the way Synthwave is going, I'm not happy about it. Let's stay in the <laughs> 80s. Stay in the 80s, people. So don't do this, um, Josh. Yeah, or I'll just keep listening to Gunship. I don't care. <laughs> Only Gunship all Gunship's the time. So good. It really um, is. If they ever tour, man, they do tour. Although I they're, mean, they're once the world's back, I mean. Yeah. No, I know. Yeah. Um, another one. Uh, Only money by a day to remember. So I'm not like a big day to remember fan. Um, I only know that like that song. That whole album's really good. So I know that song. Um, but this this song sounded like it was one step away from being a pandering country song, like the song structure. It's like a it's like a ballad kind of, but it's mm, just pandering. See, I was worried. I almost I hate the new data a day to remember album it's so not good and i was afraid because i thought some fans would be like i'm gonna fight you on this but from what i'm seeing on the internet a lot of not a lot of people are loving it so good well this song i don't know about the rest of it but this song i was like woof (laughs) so um i have one what the fuck song i I have one more. more go ahead yeah sorry i thought you were five featuring megan the stallion beautiful mistakes this is a Maroon 5 song straight out of 2010 coming at you. Summertime, 2010. And um, so it feels kind of dated. And um, it's not from 2010. That's what it sounds like is what I'm saying. And it also... When an established artist does a song with a new hot artist, in my brain it goes one of two ways. It's either really cool or it's a artist no one cares about anymore trying to grasp at something by having someone that's really popular on. And I think that this is that second option. <laughs> Maroon 5's like, oh, shit, no one cares anymore. Hey, Megan the Stallion, you want to be on a song? <laughs> Who's the lead singer again? Adam Levine. Levine. He just recently came out and said bands don't exist anymore. And there's a bunch of bands that are just angry about that. Oh. So now he's trying to be relevant again with Megan the Stallion. That's well, Maroon 5 has always just been like him, right? I mean, <laughs> kind of like Brennan Yuri of Panic at the Disco. That's not true. Their first al- first and second album were very a full band, but who Panic Panic or... at the Disco. Yeah. It's yeah, but it's just been Bra- it's just been uh Brendan and the other guy for a long time. Yeah. Um my what the fuck is kind of like why do I like this? Okay, that works. Uh I mean maybe it's cuz it was a slow week, but imagine Dragons drop two songs. Oh, one of them's no. garbage. One of them's garbage. One of them's called Cutthroat and it's like very experimental. And I'm like this doesn't sound like them completely. I don't know why I like this as much. The other one sounds like your typical Imagine Dragon stadium garbage, but Oh, Danny. Cutthroat was kind of a fun song. <laughs> I think it's because of the lack of music that came out. Woof. That's why it's not in my best tracks recommendation. Woof. <laughs> Woof. I saw a thing that said that they like they were they had overtaken Nickelback as the most hated band. <laughs> I don't see that though. Well, I guess uh, they're they're hard to hate though because they're like so positive, yeah. too. So, 
I feel like Coldplay was on that track for a while, but then they did it back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> for a totally different reason. I think it was more because of uh, the lead singer and Gwyneth Paltrow being together. I mean, and, he wrote a, an amazing song for her. Like, I know, but she's like, you know, selling candles that smell like her vagina and shit. Yeah. Like, get the fuck out of here. Naming her kid Apple. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Name your kid whatever you want. Except for Apple. What are we doing next week, Josh? I don't think we have a plan for next Yeah, we week. do. You haven't checked the calendar I posted on a week ago. You gotta tell me when you post on the calendar. <laughs> next week, we're doing Peter Gabriel's So. Oh, yay. And then the week after that, we're doing Death from Above 1979 is for lovers, because that comes out then. Oh, yeah. Okay, cool. Yep. So, I'm excited for you to get into this. You're going to enjoy this album. Yeah. <laughs> we'll yeah. see. Yeah. We'll see. It's no Phil Collins. I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, this is he knows I'm dicking around. He still gets mad. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for listening to another episode of Beside Ourselves. I can't wait to edit this. It's gonna be rough. <laughs> see you guys. All right. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of Beside Ourselves. Beside Ourselves is written and recorded by Danny Lowens and Josh Schramm. Beside Ourselves is available on SoundCloud, Spotify, and Apple Podcast. If you like the show, please be sure to rate, review, subscribe, and tell your friends. You can follow and interact with us on Instagram and Twitter at B underscore SidePod. If you have an album or music topic you want us to cover on a future episode, be sure to slide into those DMs and let us know. The intro music for today's show is by former critics. Check them out at formercritics.bandcamp.com.